The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. Today is Wednesday, October 28th. You know what that means. One, this episode is presented by, sponsored by Express. Express is all new and all about you with a fresh assortment of casual, versatile, and super comfortable styles. Find out more about Express and their exclusive offer to Pick 6 Podcast listeners later in the show. And two, it's a Brady Quinn football show! Actually, somebody tweeted me. It was like, you know what? I like the organic horns better. Yeah, they actually did sound more, more genuine. Yeah, that, that, that noise actually sounds better. So. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Doesn't sound better. Uh, what's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm in the process of moving though, so you know how that is like it's, it's just the worst. It's it's you know it's not the worst. Like I have no problem picking up stuff light or heavy, putting it in a truck moving it over to the new place and putting it in. It's sure. the unpacking and packing. That's Correct. the portion that's the worst. So my strategy is I try to limit as little as possible actually packing stuff into a cardboard box or a bag, what have you. I just try to keep taking it over in different trips. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, you're a former first-round pick, professional quarterback. Are you yeah. actually moving all the boxes yourself? Are you that yeah, some of it. I mean, some of it, yeah, but like you're going to hire a company to move you. No, right? no, no, yeah, we 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 hired a company to you're come. Not like moving home. a mattress here, right? Here's the thing, though. All right, like it's this isn't about money, man. It's about your manhood, and like when you've got a bunch of stuff, like you don't need to have other guys come over and help you move that stuff. Like it's kind of like what about it? Like I I look at my garage, all the stuff that I've put in there so far, and you know what? I look back at my wife and go, I did that. Like see that? I did that. Like. This body did that. You know, mean, <laughs> it's like one of the last things we have. All right. One of the last things we have to just kind of show off and be like, yeah, I just did that. I built that. I made that. I created that. I moved that. I moved that way. box. That's I moved right. That cardboard like, box. Hey, see that heavy thing, babe, that you couldn't pick up? Yeah. I put it on my back like that, you know, spike in the little giants and I carried it out the front door. I put it in the U-Haul truck and I took it over and I installed it. Yeah. I did that. Just uh, just fix the toilet or something, man. Um, Gosh, it's the last thing I'd want to do. Fix, yeah, a fix toilet. the toilet sucks. And yeah. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty handy around the house, actually, which is probably to my detriment because I'm like, oh, I'll fix that. I can get it later. And my wife's like, what are you, what are you doing? No, see that. But during quarantine, during COVID, man, like that was the most convenient excuse. When you wanted to get outside, you're like, oh, hey, uh, sorry, AK, I, I got to run outside. You know, we got to fix something there on the, the downspouts. Got to clear them out in the gutter system. Like no one wants to help you do that, so that's right. how you get alone time. That's how you get guy time, man. That's right. That's why Pete's like you're mowing your lawn. It's an excuse to get. Yeah, it's an excuse. I love mowing my lawn. I put in my earphones and I check out from the world and I and I like run around with the giant metal blade spinning, cutting patterns. Actually, I ran over a turtle the other day. I felt bad about that. Oh man, that's that's, that's tough. 
I imagine the turtle didn't didn't live to tell the other side end of the story. I uh, know he did not. I was like, I was like, whoa, whoa, what? Oh, 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 no. Anyway, um, gosh, it's terrible. I don't really have a segue for that. I hope Peter doesn't listen because I mean, I, I would think about trying to charge you with something. I mean, animal cruelty. There's some negligence there. I'm just saying. Well, he was trespassing, so good luck with that. Oh, well, you're saying all trust all turtles trespass now? Didn't ask me for my permission to come you're on. Not land. an animalist, if you ask Don't me. Come on my land, turtle. Um, are you enjoying Champions League? By the way, it's fantastic, isn't it? Uh, I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. What's Champions League? It's uh, UEFA Champions League. It's high level soccer that you can currently watch on CBS Sports, uh, or on CBS All Access. Oh, cool. Like, so I'm supposed to be the company man and like really champion this, even though I, I'm just genuinely not interested in it. No, I don't care what you do. Oh, okay, uh, cool. Inter Milan is playing, uh, Shakhtar right now. It's, it's high. It's, it's fascinating. I fire up a sports book account, bet on some soccer. You'll like it better. Anyway, we're going to do, we're going to do power rankings and, um, just for full disclosure, we're sort of doing this just to get it embedded in Pete's power rankings article. So then Pete, We'll have to, like, we'll see his article and be like, well, look at that. Before they even get to your rankings, they're talking about my podcast. It's purely a troll play. So, Which, can we talk about the troll play, the legendary troll play that you've had on the Chicago Bears this season? They're frauds. They are fraudulent. Are you able to say that because of this past Monday's loss to the Rams? I don't know that I can pick them anymore because they're that bad. I can't ruin my record. Whoa, come on now, Will. Wasn't that, that wasn't the bet. All right. You told me you were hanging with them for the rest of the season because it's, it was the ultimate troll job. So you're picking them from what week was a week four on there. They're on out. Yeah. Funny enough. I, I like what you're doing. Point. I had like originally, I was like, I'm going to pick the bears to lose 24 to three every single week. And then like our uh, Matt Snyder, who works at CBS on the baseball side, texted me. It was like, if this game actually ends 24 three with the bears losing, I will disown you as a friend. I was like, well, what are you going to do? Um, I'm just going to go ahead and take credit for fading both you and Kenny White when we had our opportunity to actually make those picks, as well as Dave Richard for that matter, and hitting both the under and the rims. So, yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's two Monday nights in a row. It's good job by you. Well, I, look, uh, I think you guys our, have bad information. You were on our, we had, pro, we had all the props. I had the under. Um, I didn't take the Bears. I, mean, I had the Bears in my picks thing, but I mean, I didn't, I wasn't going to bet on the Bears. Screw that. Anyway, let's, what are we doing here? We got to just keep this tight. And this is not tight. No. This is loosey goosey. Uh, we're going to do power rankings. And so we're going to get to your top five and your number one is the same as my number one. And it's the Kansas city chiefs. And I think this should be obvious, right? No one else. There shouldn't. What, who's the argument that would take the chief spot at the, at the top spot? I honestly don't know. I mean, I, I think you could make a case for maybe how the Tampa Bay bucks are playing now, but mm. you know, I'm not necessarily sure that I'm, I'm completely sold on that team being able to stay the course and playing at that high of a level. Both, uh, both their big wide receivers are hurt. Right. Godwin's going to be out for a week because of a broken finger. Mike Evans has been dealing with an injury all season long, trying to play through it. That's probably one of the reasons why they were lucky to be able to sign someone like Antonio Brown. We'll see if he can get up to speed fast, right? He's played a Bruce Arian system before in Pittsburgh and, you know, Tom Brady's familiar with them. You know, they're, they're good buddies. They work out. I'm sure there's a big piece of, Tom that played a role in this. So uh, that, that would be the only other team outside of maybe Pittsburgh. But I just don't know how you could really buy into that yet. And the only reason I say that, like, yeah, I get it. They're undefeated. But they haven't played their best football yet offensively. And they lost Devin Bush. And we've only seen one game, which they did allow the Tennessee Titans to come back, essentially have a chance to push that into overtime. So 
I'm not sure how over a long period, I mean, look, they play Baltimore this week, so I'm not sure how to, over a long period of time that won't come back to bite them. Yeah. What do you think about the, do you think the Antonio Brown thing is, are they flirting with disaster here? They could be. I mean, they're either flirting with one of three things. Uh, you're either betting on, you're betting on him coming in and providing some sort of an impact, which, you know, could be the case depending on, you know, Evans and Godwin, those injuries and then how he just kind of fits into the, his role there. Um, and so that, that could be one thing where he ends up fitting in well and he ends up kind of falling in line with everyone else and, and ends up exploding, having a great year or, or having a huge impact on this team or ends up being an absolute disaster, right? Like he just is bad in the locker room. He starts these tirades outside. He's more active on social media again in a bad way. And it just becomes an absolute disaster. Or the third thing is like he never actually ever sees the field because he can't find the right helmet. He burns off his. <laughs> He has some other legal issue or something that comes up. Like the third one is like has no impact because he never actually makes it onto the football field on game day. When you said you're flirting with three things, I immediately thought like, and one of them is a really crazy girl at the bar, like a really crazy one. That falls under the all encompassing third uh, deal where he just never even makes it onto the field. Like there's he, he, he freezes his feet to the point that he can't walk. Yeah. He just got to make it colder. It's going to help me recover better. And they're like, not a good idea. You're going to get frostbite. And he just doesn't listen. Now he's got frostbite. You freeze your feet. You're going to have a bad time. Uh, I agree that the Chiefs are one. They haven't like even played that well. And they're still covering. They're still winning. They haven't played. They haven't had to play peak Chiefs football yet. That's the thing. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know if it's peak Chiefs football. I just think people figured out like, all right, we're going to make them earn it the long, hard way. We're going to make them. Take away any big chunks, play really soft, force him to, you know, dink and dunk, you know, and make them run the football. And, you know, we'll kind of try to play the, the long game, the slow game. Like it almost reminds me of how teams used to play that Peyton Manning in the Alvis Colts team. Yeah. Like very, very similar in that regard and just trying to basically slow them down, knowing you really can't stop them and then hoping that they either make a mistake or, um, you know, somehow your, your defense is going to, or your offense is going to be able to, you know, you know, go blow for blow with them, which, not many can. So yeah. um, that, that's why I think what we've seen so far from defenses against them this season. And I do think we're starting to see a little bit this year at this point, and we're going to week eight, some defenses starting to come together. Right. It feels like defenses start, like defenses are starting to improve a little bit, not a ton. I mean, it's still offenses still rule the day, but under is hitting a little bit more. Defense is playing a little bit better. Uh, who's your, uh, who's your number two team? My number two is Baltimore, and reason being is I just think when you ask me to put together this list, I'm looking at more complete teams, right? And they yep. just got Unique and Gakwe. He's only going to help out that pass rush. I didn't think they were necessarily great off the edges, even though their defense is pretty good. And I do think that could help them out next time they do have to play a Kansas City Chiefs team uh, and forcing their secondary to not necessarily have to cover as long, getting more pressure on Mahomes. Um, so, you know, I think that's a team that, you know, a second time around as, as if they can play that game a little bit differently, if they can have more effectiveness, you know, throwing the football, playing from the pocket for Lamar Jackson, you know, they're going to be able to run the football. That team to me still is just a tough out. We're still in the regular season. We haven't gotten the playoffs yet. So I think you can make that declaration now. Once we get in the playoffs, maybe it's a different story. A uh, big game this week between Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I would posit that right now with you can bet on division odds before week eight. And because the Steelers are undefeated and the Ravens have lost to the Chiefs, the odds have shrunk narrowly. The Ravens are just – the Ravens, I mean, oh, we're like minus 400 to start the year. They're now yeah. minus 125. Oh, I, think it was 
I think it's a really good time to bet on the Ravens. Right. I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, Pittsburgh's schedule, well, we'll get to that in a second, but I mean, I just don't, I mean, I, I don't know that, I don't know that the Baltimore Ravens are, I, I just, I don't feel like they've played poorly and people are sort of acting like, oh, they're coming back to earth. Lamar's, he sort of lost it. I mean, and now they do have the Steelers, Colts, Ravens, Titans, Steelers again, and then they get the Cowboys. That's a pretty tough five game stretch. What do they, do they play themselves in one of those five game stretches? What did I say Ravens? You did. Oh. You mean Raiders? Steelers, Colts, Patriots, Titans, Steelers. For Patriots, you said Ravens. So that was oh. just kind of weird. Like, I guess they had an inter, you know, intermural scrimmage or something. I'm not sure what happened. Maybe. Who knows? Might have to play yourself. I mean, the, if, if they go four and one or five and oh across those games, which I think is entirely possible because they're a really good team, they are in, uh, the, the driver's seat for the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah. That's fair to say. Okay. Uh, and then they get the Cowboys. They should win that game if they're any good. Uh, what do you, what about your number three team? Mine is Green Bay. And I, I, I get it. Like some people are going to probably challenge me and say, well, Tampa Bay books, man, they mollywopped them last time they played. Wasn't, <laughs> like yeah. wasn't Tampa Bay ahead of them, dude? Here's why, dude. Cause I actually think Green Bay is still a much better team when healthy. Once Aaron Jones is back with Adams back, uh, I have no idea the status right now on Bakhtiari, but you know, like when that group is healthy, they just, I think they're getting Kenny Clark back and they already got him back. I have to go back and look, but. Um, when they're healthy, you know, that's, that's still one of the best teams in the NFL to me. And Aaron Rodgers, I still think is playing at a higher level than Tom Brady is, even though he just mm-hmm. literally Tom Brady had the best game he's had in like the last five years last week. So I, I would put them slightly ahead. I don't think we're going to see a reoccurrence of what we saw last year with the Packers where they got blown out by the 49ers in the regular season and then got blown out again in the NFC championship game. I think if those two teams meet another time, um, Green Bay will be able to match up with them much better. Okay. Uh, I'll take the Bucks. And the reason why is that I was worried Vita Veo, his loss was going to cause their run defense to drop off a cliff. It didn't. Nope. And I don't think that Green Bay is built to just completely adjust what they do, not run the football and beat the Buccaneers. And I don't think Green Bay's defense is going to magically become elite. Whereas I think Tampa's is probably top 10 in the league at, at worst. That's fair. Okay. So I would take the Buccaneers to win the NFC mainly because I think, I just think uh, you mentioned complete teams. And look, I don't think I was wrong about the Packers coming in the year. They are, they are a good team. They're not a fraudulent team like the bears. The bears would not make your top five list. Uh, number four for you is the Buccaneers there. So it means we, we, we're not, you know, dude, we're not that far apart here. Yeah. And here's the thing is if you ask me in three weeks in Tampa Bay, and Tom Brady continue to play how they did last week and get better and better and better. You know, maybe that opinion changes. Uh, I also want to see Green Bay continue to kind of move forward and see what they look like. Uh, because look, th- their biggest weakness is their defense and teams running against them. Like we know that the problem in that matchup with, against Tampa Bay is it's not like Tampa Bay runs the football overly well. So I kind of feel like it's nullified a little bit. And I think if that game, you know, if you look at the way Green Bay got out to a lead, but then they kind of sparked the Bucks themselves, the pick six, and then everything kind of was was a, you know, was out of control after that. I think that's where like next time around, I'm not so sure that happens, right? Like Aaron Rodgers typically doesn't throw like multiple picks in a game, doesn't struggle like that. So he has like he's thrown a pick six like four times in his life or something ridiculous. Right. Like, that's like getting back to Kiwi football. Like even right. at Kiwi football, I didn't throw pick sixes. Right. I mean, like it's if you've seen an Aaron Rodgers pick six happen, I mean, you've, you've probably seen like two in your life. Dude, you know what's weird is like you go back to like in college, it was kind of like that for me the last couple of years. 
Like I never threw it. Well, the difference was I never threw a pick or very rarely did. But when I did, it would end up being like a pick six. It was like always been like an owl breaking route or got tipped and then it gets returned and you're just like, man, like they don't come around very often, but when they do, they're a swift kick to the nuts. <laughs> is, as a quarterback, do you feel like, do you, I mean, clearly if you throw a pick six, like somebody jumped the route or, you know, like you say, the, the ball is tipped. Do you feel like you take more blame than a regular pick? Well, for sure, especially in your team's, you know, win or lose or loss, right? I mean, because you're directly impacting the scoreboard. I actually think that's the hardest thing, too, to, like, forget about and move on from. Just because, you know, if let's say you still throw a pick, especially, and I don't think I'm going to use your verbiage. What would you say, a throw punt? Is that what you said? Arm punt, arm punt. Arm punt. If you have an arm punt and then nothing comes from that drive, they get a three and out, no harm, no foul. But, you know, when you throw an interception and it leads to points or it leads to a pick six, you know, then you're like, oh, man, I, I really need to make up for myself. And that's where I think a lot of times, too, there's that snowball effect because quarterbacks feel the need to press. You know, they, yeah. they need to get back out in front. You feel like you got to get that touchdown back. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're, you're working to get that touchdown, touchdown back and kind of, you know, even even out on the scoreboard or try to make up for it. Okay. Uh, number five for you, Brady, are the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, the Ravens and Steelers game this weekend could impact your list and how you look at this league. Pete has these guys number one. Is he, um, he, what did he say? We were texting. Old and delusional. Is he, yeah, there's a lot of things he is. Yeah. I mean, Uh, he was like, he was like, Jamie was like, did you really have the Bears in the top 10? He was like, I had to. They're five and one. Have to. Don't have a choice. It's like, it's your rankings. You can do whatever the hell you want. The Steelers are the only undefeated team in the football. Doesn't mean you have to put them number one. Like, if you don't think they're the best team, don't do that. I don't get it. And that's the thing is he uses that excuse sometimes. Like right. he'll, he'll use that excuse for teams that, and this kind of goes back to how you guys pick before the season for like the Green Bay Packers, for example, you didn't think they'd be good. He thought they'd be good. This has been your back and forth all year long. Yeah. So he gives them the benefit of the doubt and their record might not look as good sometimes in the power rankings or they'll lose and he won't drop them as much or right. he'll still keep them in the top five. But then on the flip side, you know, there's two. The Ravens lose like, to the Chiefs, and he's like, well, bury this team. They stink. Exactly. The stinks. He can't throw outside. Can't he'll, drop, he'll drop them out of the top ten. So yeah. it's 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 clearly a bias there. It is yep. what it is. They're his rankings. He can do what he wants. He can cry if he wants to, right? It's his party. He can cry if he wants to. But uh, the reality is for me, and I think you, you could also ask that question, like, is Pitt as complete of a football team as, you know, Green Bay or Tampa Bay? They're all right there. I honestly think it'd be like, KC, Baltimore, and then the next three could be tied at, at three. Yeah. Um, the difference for me is just, I, we haven't, I mean, Big Ben didn't play great in the second half last week versus Tennessee. Uh, we haven't really seen that offense really explode. We've seen yep. at times pieces of it explode. And I'm really concerned about not having Devin Bush moving forward. I know they were able to do enough last week to win, but Goskowski also missed a field goal to put it in OT. Who knows what happens if it does go in OT? So, oh, I think the Titans win that game if it goes to OT. Right. I mean, they had all the momentum going into it. They, if they win that coin toss, it might be game over, but. You know, the bottom line is, um, I think that's the top five. They're all pretty closely lumped together. And, and we'll see how this thing plays out. It starts this week with that, that Baltimore Pittsburgh game. And if the Ravens are able to run on Pittsburgh this week, that will be a telltale sign that we are concerned about Devin Bush. Uh, we are also firmly in the fall with winter on the way. You're going to want clothes that are comfortable and versatile. Look no further than express. Their art of the essential for men collection is really great. Who doesn't love a good waffle knit crew neck sweater? I love a good waffle knit crew neck sweater in the fall and the winter. That's something I could settle down to watch football in, but also podcasting afterwards, Brady. I don't have central heat or air in my office. I have a, like a little gas fireplace that heats it up yeah. here. 
Yeah. But as you know, as winter, as we transition to full blown winter, I usually come up here in some, some wintry clothes. You'll see me in a poofball hat at some point and probably a wool sweater to stay and warm you up look, here. You look good in that express wool sweater, especially with that beard. You know, it yes. wouldn't look quite as good if you shaved. So unfortunately, you're not going to be able to shave for a long time. I'm just I'm not shaving for a long time. Don't worry about that. And if I ever get to leave the house again, I'd also wear that sweater in a social setting. It's versatility at its finest. So check out what Express has to offer. You, Pick 6 Podcast listener, can get $25 off your $50 purchase. All you have to do is text football to 397-737. Text football, the word football, to 397-737. Get $25 off your $50 purchase. Now, I will note, Brady, that your top five list did not have the Seattle Seahawks. Their defense. I mean, I'm concerned right now. Their past defense has been awful. Uh, I would, I would have them at number six. I mean, they're right there, but their defense is so bad. They can't get pressure. They can't cover. Um, they're not even doing quite as good of a job getting turn- turnovers as, as they'd like, um, for how bad they've played. So that's more of the concern. And I think they're, they just rely so, so heavily, so much, so heavily on Russell Wilson in the passing game to really win them football games right now. So uh, that's a little bothersome moving forward, but, but they're right there in the mix. Um, you know, the, the loss this past week, you know, to me, I mean, it, it didn't have that much to do with it, but it, it played a little bit of a factor. Well, I mean, if you look at what the Seahawks have to do, they essentially have to just, Russell has to play perfect if they want to win football games. Like when he turns the ball over and he's just, I mean, he doesn't turn it over much on a, uh, in a normal year, he's throwing more. So he's probably going to turn it over, turn it over more. And he's right. not going to complete 80% of his passes over the course of the season with five picks. Like that's just not going to happen with the volume that he's doing. I mean, they, they beat the Falcons by double digits. They snuck by the Patriots. They secretly only beat the Cowboys by one score. And well, that's the thing is like, who have they beat that you've been overly impressed by? When you go back and look at it, like they beat the Vikings by one point. Uh, are the Seahawks a fraud? Seahawks fraudulent? <laughs> I mean, I we, we, were, we were asking that we were asking that question about the Pittsburgh Steelers after they beat the Browns. Then they beat Tennessee, and we're like, "Oh no, Tennessee's a good football team." Okay, like I guess they're legit. It's like, well, then that's one of the reasons they're not my top five. You know, go out of the win loss total of the teams they've beaten this year. So it looks good, but you know, then they have to play a tough divisional opponent, the Arizona Cardinals, who typically play them tough. And they get taken to overtime and Arizona ends up finding a way to win. So uh, I, I think they've got a tough road ahead as that division starts to heat up. And there's going to be a lot of parity that displays itself in the second half of the year. The Seahawks started out 5-0. and And because Russ was playing at such a high level, I don't think we examined who they'd played and what they'd done. But in hindsight, I mean, just looking at it now, you're like, man. I mean, they could have lost. They, probably, they weren't going to lose the Falcons. They took care of the Falcons. They, they beat a team that's got a winning record. I mean, Miami, they beat, but they're, they have 500 right now. They have not beaten a team with a winning record. In fact, you could argue that the Falcons, Cowboys, and Vikings are potentially in your bottom five. We'll see in a second. Uh, let's take a break. Actually, we'll find out after the break. Are, are the Seahawks beating up on Brady's top five? We'll tell you next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
Uh, you mentioned, by the way, the Titans just missed as well. They just lost again. Or they just lost to the Steelers. So that, that's fine. Their, their defense also not very, not very good. And the defense for these teams in your bottom five is just abysmal. Uh, at the, I guess, uh, 20 or well, 28, the Falcons. Does Matt Ryan play for the Falcons next year? Yeah, because I think two things. Whoever the next head coach is probably wants an established guy who's been a former league MVP. That would be attractive to me, whether it's for the short term or even the long term vision of whoever we bring in to be the future guy. I'd want him to sit in that same room and learn from Matt Ryan. So I think when you look at the cap number and all that, unless someone makes you an offer you can't, you know, refuse to turn down, he's still going to be there. You'd love to keep Julio there, at least for next year. Now that may keep you from really being able to knock this whole thing down and rebuild it. So that'd be the only concern. And yet there's, there's still so much to figure out, right? Who's going to come in and be the general manager? Who's going to be the head coach? How do they, how do they want to try to orchestrate this thing moving forward? You know, maybe they just want to rip the bandaid off, you know, get it done, uh, this offseason and move on. But, uh, it would have to come via trade. You can't cut those guys. They've got a huge cap hit. Um, but I think you almost have to see what happens the rest of this year and then let the new, guys decide and they're probably if, if you come in and you're a new head coach and a gm you're probably coming in and being like i don't like if i cut matt ryan and draft justin fields third overall like my clock is ticking right now yeah I, I think the one thing you have going for you though is depending on what the record ends up being let's say they win three games and i don't know if you, if you think that's crazy or not no. let's say they go three and 13 if they're three and 13 and you do make all these drastic moves is it that hard to think that they can't be three and 13 or a little bit better next year? Like even in a rebuild, like Matt rules is proving that right now with the Carolina Panthers. He's already exceeded my expectations. I think if they're, they're win loss total this year. So he almost exceeded Vegas's expectations of win loss total this year. Right. So, you know, when you look at like a rebuild, I, I don't necessarily, and he's doing it with a young group on defense. Yep. He's doing it without Christian McCaffrey, who may be back this week. We'll see. Um, but you know, he's exceeded, I think a lot of people's expectations of, of what that means. So, Maybe they look at that as an example of you don't have to have a full-fledged rebuild. They can actually be more competitive or at least as competitive as they were last year. And maybe people will be more understanding knowing that you're going to have to go through this rebuilding process of that same record two years in a row or maybe even a little bit better. I also think, like, Matt Rule, by winning these games, you know, you can be like, well, it doesn't matter what his record is his first year. Well, it does, oh, sort of. You know, like, it does. You don't want to be terrible and because that will, people will end up like, jumping on you quickly after the year for that. Like Brian Flores has built himself so much equity by winning some football games with the Dolphins when they're supposed to be awful. So I mean, like same thing with rule. I think it, it helps you to win those games, even if you sort of set expectations high. Uh, right. The Giants, New York Giants, also in your bottom five. If they had the number one overall pick and Trevor Lawrence came out, would they take him or keep Daniel Jones? And the question becomes, is Joe Judge still there? I mean, I think we're venturing into that, that territory where. Wow. You know, you, you could, you know, maybe, maybe you say it's a one and done and you move on. And, um, I, I, I mean, like I've said this about Trevor Lawrence. He is the best quarterback prospect we've seen in quite some time. And so I think every single since, team that, since Andrew Luck for you, that would be before, Andrew. before Andrew Luck, predating Andrew Luck. Oh, okay. I mean, right. This dude at an early age, not only displayed on a national level, the ability to compete for national championship, and win a national championship, but he's a better athlete. I mean, I, I'm sorry. He just, he is, yeah. you know, Andrew Luck is a good athlete. Trevor Lawrence is even better than that. I think we saw that in the semifinal game versus Ohio State with some legitimate speed. So um, he's the best prospect I think we've seen in a long time, and he really fits what the NFL is right now. So I think every team that you're in the position, you're either draft him at number one or potentially trade up to take him, 
you really need to contemplate that decision because I do think he's that special of a player. Um, now, what does that mean for Daniel Jones? I think Daniel Jones would be a franchise quarterback. He's got to become more consistent. He needs more help out around him. And so that's for Joe Judge to decide in the offseason or if, depending on how things go, how bad they get, you know, if they'd want to even, you know, continue to, to, you know, go that direction and look somewhere else. But, um, their defense though is, is struggling. And, you know, we kind of knew that going into the season, you know, clearly it's, it's going to continue to be an issue, uh, probably even after next year. Like I just, I don't really see this team, team turning things around right now. They've just got too many holes. It's a bad roster and it's been exacerbated by the fact that Dave Gettleman needs to win now to save his job and he's willing to do things that are not fundamentally sound from a general, from a, a little counterintuitive. I mean, he just traded Marcus Golden. I mean, you, you, you know, you kind of look at moves like that and you're like, all right, like that doesn't help you now. Um, at least look like, he, like last year it, with like eight games left, he traded for Leonard Williams and gave him a second round pick. It's like, what, do you think Leonard Williams is going to change everything? He's going to be a free agent. You can just get him in free agency. Um, anyway, uh, Cowboys. Wow. The Cowboys are higher than some people might have them at 30th. Are they alive in the NFC East still? Yeah, but I mean, not if Ben DiNucci's taking over for the foreseeable future. I mean, eventually Andy Dalton will be back. I don't know. Maybe Ben DiNucci will just air it out. We'll see the James Madison alum just absolutely torch it up. That would be a story. That would be, that would be so the NFL, especially in 2020 where things have gone. But, uh, I'm betting against that because he's going to have a hard time with how bad this defense has been. Um, and so that's really the offensive line, not good. No, the offensive line's not good, but you know, you, you can scheme and do some things to kind of help get around that. Uh, you have a hard time if, if your entire defensive front just doesn't want to try to stop the run. You have a hard time if you can't cover anyone, you have blown coverages. You know, th- that's going to be an issue because I don't think, you know, they're going to win in any shootouts. So they're just, they're not built that way now with Dak at quarterback or not. And especially with their offensive line the way it is. So defensively, they're woeful. Um, you know, Mike Nolan's dealing with Tabasco is in, in his eye during press conferences. You know, that's I mean, not what a, what a world. He's like, uh, oh, sorry, I got Tabasco in my eye. It's like, are you? Oh, I mean, think about it. That doesn't happen, uh, unless you're the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. Right? <laughs> How many other places do you have Tabasco on something for lunch? Like, is there, are there that many teams? Like, oh, you're the defensive coordinator. Well, New Orleans, you'd have Texas. Oh, New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, is it? I mean, I, I feel like personally, Crystal, um, is it that they're like spicy sauce or that Tabasco is better, but no, yeah. New Orleans is because Mac, the McLehaney's own. Tabasco, right? It's right off of. Sure. Yeah. I know, I know some McElhaney's. Here we go. But the point is this. Um, it I was very. McElhaney in, in uh, college. It, it, okay. Doing. There you go. Yeah. It was very fitting though that like he gets Tabasco in the eye and then can't really continue on with the press conference. It's uh, like, and lastly, the Jaguars and Jets. Who's the, uh, who's the leader in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes? Well, the, the Jets right now, but they've got Sam Darnold and. You know, again, it will come down to what Joe Douglas wants to do if he's still around or Adam Gase if he's still around. Um, but this, the hard thing, if, if Trevor Lawrence, I mean, there's a conversation about Joe Burrow and whether or not he would want to go to the Bengals. Like, I think this is a legitimate concern if you're Trevor Lawrence and the Jets. Did you hear what Trevor Lawrence said this week? I did not. Oh, I believe on Tuesday I got an alert. It was like Trevor Lawrence was like, you never know what might happen. Maybe I will go back. Sort of like a. Uh, yeah, no, let's, let's just see who has the first pick first. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he does that, you know, especially, you know, wondering how that, if things would really even change. Like the problem with that is I think the Jets are going to be somewhere in that vicinity for a while. 
Uh, I'm not sure they're getting out of it. Same thing with Jacksonville. Um, the, but maybe the Jets would draft Justin Fields first overall. Sure. Remember the, the, the Giants reportedly loved Justin Herbert, but Herbert right. didn't leave. And so they took Daniel Jones and then they could have had Herbert this year. And, and Trey Lance will figure into it. He'll kind of rocket up the, the boards too if, if Trevor Lawrence was to step out. So it, we'll see. We'll see what decision they end up making. I mean, it might just, they put a band aid on it. And they trade for a proven commodity like a Matt Ryan, something like that, or Matt Stafford. You, you never know. But the bottom line is both these teams right now are bad defensively. They're bad offensively. Uh, I think the only thing that the bright spots are, if you're a fantasy owner, Jamison Crowder has been fantastic this year for the Jets. James Robinson, uh, probably on a better team would maybe be up for, you know, offensive rookie of the year. But unfortunately that's, it's not where the Jacksonville Jaguars are right now. So, and by the way, it's, you know, Gardner Minshew, he's a good player. He he, re- he really has been dealt a crappy situation yeah. for the past two years. But when DJ Chark is out there, like, they're actually capable of doing a little bit. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen to him in the future, but he's going to be in the league for a while because I think he can make some things happen. Uh, I know Pete Prisco, the mayor of Jacksonville, is not the biggest fan, but uh, he showed a lot of toughness. He, he's, he, he really has at times – he undrafted. He was undrafted, right? He was seventh round. He was. He was a late pick. He was, I think he's, it was, a late, he's a late pick who's playing for a terrible football team with bad management, not a lot of skill. But Pete was trying to. He was like, Pete was trying to tell me that he's like Jacksonville has a lot of young talent on offense. He's like, uh, you know, James Robinson, DJ Chark, uh, you know, Chenault. I was like, Pete. I was like, do you do you think that like you're gonna? He's like, it's a quarterback. It's like, do do you think you're gonna like get rid of Minshew and then it like everybody's gonna want to coach or like run this team because of Lavisca Chenault and James Robinson? They're good players, but quit acting like it's the triplets in their heyday. I mean, it's ridiculous. No, it's ridiculous. And and then think about just his ability to like progress and grow as a player in the league. Right? He got thrusted into it last year, week one. Like he wasn't the guy. It was Foles. They were trying to get him ready to prepare. Yeah. Game one, he gets thrusted into it. He actually plays well, like actually gives them a shot of winning games. That fizzles out. He gets benched. They bring back in Foles when he's healthy. Foles doesn't do anything. They realize their best chance is Minshew. He then leads them down the stretch. But at that, at that point, the team was completely depleted. Yeah. But then you go in the offseason. COVID hits. Now, now you don't have really any chance to really develop, you know, continue whatever chemistry you built the year before. And, and you then get a you new offensive up, coordinator. You get a new offensive coordinator. And then, by the way, you surprise everyone and win week one, where, like, most people didn't think that was even going to happen. So, yeah, it's just – I think he's had, quite possibly, next to Josh Rosen, probably the worst set of luck. The only difference is Rosen was a, a first-round pick. Like, he was supposed to at least have a better opportunity, but that's changed drastically over the course of his career. So, uh it's unfortunate for Minshew that he's in this position. I hope Minshew goes somewhere else and wins a ton of games and shoves it in Pete Briscoe's face every week. I know. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. And the Jaguars keep losing with like some like prospect that Pete loves. He's got fire in his belly. All right, that's it for the Brady Quinn football show. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, Brady, go get moving. Go help your family. Lug those boxes all over the house or into the garage or whatever you're doing. Always a pleasure. Oh. All right. I'll see you, brother.